is a message from one of our Sunday celebrations. And you can find out more about Jubilee by visiting our website at www.jubilee.org.uk. Have you ever looked forward to something for so long only to find that it wasn't what you expected? or that you'd spent so long looking forward to it that you were really disappointed that it was over too quickly. I get the feeling that this was true for Mickey as we just saw. He'd spent ages looking forward to Christmas day and then bam, all his presents were opened and he felt like it was all over. He had nothing else to look forward to. I vividly remember one Christmas as a child, seeing the presents under the tree and trying my hardest to look through the wrapping paper to see if I could make out some words or something that would tell me what was inside. There was a lot of anticipation building up to the big day. I wonder how many of us can relate to this. It's quite a common feeling, isn't it? You know, the Jewish people at the time of Jesus's birth have been looking forward to the coming of the Messiah for hundreds of years. Now that is a long time to wait for something. Generations had come and gone, all living in hope for this day to come, building expectation for what it would be and how it would look with each passing year. You know, we've been saying a lot in the build up to Christmas and through our online services this year about the message of hope. You know, hope itself is a very future facing idea. We hope things will improve. We hope things will change for the better. We hope things will improve one day. All things that we're thinking about in the future, planning how something will be. But the message of hope, the joy of what we celebrate at Christmas, isn't just an event of the past. It's not just an event of the future where we get to live with God forever. It's a hope for today. It's a hope for tomorrow and the day after that. The gift that each of us have been given this Christmas is the gift for us right now, today. It's for us in a few hours when we're regretting that extra slice of turkey or when the excitement of the day has completely gone away. You know, it's for us when we're walking through the storms of life and unsure how things will pan out. Hope given to us this Christmas is hope for today. You know, it can be quite easy then for us to think of the main event of Christmas as being something that happened 2,000 years ago. A thing of the past, which we continue to remember uh, today. But the gift of hope that each of us have been given is the promise of an active relationship with the living God. Our God who is for us and not against us. Our God who speaks promises over our lives. Our God who offers a way for us to make things right and live in the fullness of all he created for us. This is the gift of the now hope, our living hope, the reason we celebrate Christmas. The first Christmas may have been a bit unexpected, but I for one am really glad that it wasn't what people were expecting. You can get the feeling sometimes that because something's unexpected, that it's a bad thing. After all, it's not what we had planned. Personally, 
I'm a planner. I like knowing exactly what's going to happen, how and when. You know, I've been ridiculed for the itemised travel agenda for our family summer holidays. Precisely what order we're going to see and do things, what time we're leaving here and where, but it always works out for the best. But because I'm a planner, the concept of change or adjusting for uh, different unforeseen circumstances has been a bit of a learning curve for me. Sometimes we can become fixated on what we had dreamt of, what our plans or expectations were going to be. And the same was true for the people at the time of Jesus's birth. People had spent their lives dreaming of what the Messiah would look like. People wanted a warrior king, but instead came a servant king. Some people wanted a savior for just their people, but instead came a savior for all mankind. You know, it's easy for us to focus on our own ideas of how something should be or what the best way of doing something is. How often do we find ourselves though seeing that God's ways aren't always our ways, that the plans we had are never going to match up to what our perfect father has for us. No one would have ever expected the heavenly announcement of the Messiah's birth to come to shepherds sat in a field. No one would have expected the King Almighty to be born in a dirty stable. God's plans, his ways of doing things, aren't what we or society would necessarily build our expectations around. Some Christmas Day thought provocation for you then. Which situations or in what ways do you not expect God to move? Or that you find yourself holding on to your own plans? Is your hope focused on the future or living in the now? So often we can let our own expectations, plans or views cloud how we see things. And that can shut out God's voice and everything that he has for it. Just as Mary did that first Christmas, the encouragement for us today is to live in the gift of hope that we've been given in the now. The gift of Christmas is knowing that God is with us. Through all things, he is with us. That he is going to do, and indeed has done, everything for us to have a relationship with him right now. Now that's a really happy Christmas. Don't you just love Christmas lights? They really change the atmosphere of a place and make everything feel quite festive, don't they? Our classic Christmas tree bulbs from Woolworths finally packed it in this year and we got one of those new uh, LED sets. A thousand bulbs, all those little lights twinkling away in the darkness. I think it's fair to say that quite a lot about Christmas has been commercialised over the years, but for me, lights shining in the darkness as a way of celebrating fit right in with what we're remembering. Lights transform the darkness. On a normal evening where I'd be standing right now, I'd be in the pitch black, not even sure I'd want to be here. But the light has transformed the darkness. 
sometimes it can feel like there's a lot of darkness in the things that we're walking through. This year in particular has brought a lot of challenges. It's brought hard things that we've had to walk through, even loved ones we've lost. But our hope is this. Jesus is the light of the world. Him being born to us brings light into our darkness. This is the gift we've all been given this Christmas. John starts his gospel in just that way. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Now, some of you among us may be too young to have experienced this, but when I was uh, younger and went to church, we had something called songbooks. Anyway, they didn't have background effects or anything. But in our Christmas songbooks was the famous carol, O Come All Ye Faithful. We'll get a chance to sing this together later. But in these books were the uh, was the amazing final verse of O Come All Ye Faithful and above it in big black letters were the words only to be sung on Christmas Day. You could feel the suspense waiting to sing this special verse and always the disapproval of everyone when a leader jumped the gun and made us all sing it on December 8th. I always thought it was the line born this happy morning that made it special and restricted it to Christmas Day. But thinking about it since, it's probably the line, word of the father, that really makes it special. I think the composer uh, agreed, which is probably why there's the best chord in the world on that line, the half diminished seventh. Anyway, word of the father, what does that even mean? It's easy for us to sing it and just pass us by. Word of the father. John mentioned it a lot as we read just now. And there's this great set of verses in Colossians 1. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created, in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Jesus is the word of the Father. He's the light of the world. And today he offers each one of us a chance to know him, to invite this life-giving light into our lives. It's easy to forget, isn't it? Especially when we're thinking of all this neatly packaged up in a cute little baby. We think of those nice uh, nativity plays and everyone standing around and looking dotingly at the baby. In all of that, we forget what the enormity of what we've just read actually means. Creator of the universe, that he holds all things together, even as a baby, the light of all mankind. We can forget that this tiny baby is the one whose majesty created the heavens and the earth, that through him, he would make a way for each of us to be made right with God through his death.
on the cross. That invitation to know him is there for each of us to take hold of right now. Maybe this is the first time you've thought about what it could mean to invite Jesus into your life. If you feel that could be you, I'd encourage you to speak to someone you know in the church to uh, talk about it. Or if you're visiting us or if it's your first time here, we'd love you to get in touch with us. You can drop us a note at info at jubilee.org.uk. We'd love to hear what you feel God is speaking to you about this Christmas. Don't let today pass you by without acting on that invitation. Keep seeking God and all that he has for you. Thanks for listening to this Jubilee Church podcast. Feel free to check out our website at www.jubilee.org.uk or come along on any Sunday morning.